Hello and welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Laura. And I'm Karina. And we're twin sisters who love to share our obsession with all things beauty. We want to welcome you back to one of the last episodes of the year. Um, you know, 2020, it was not the best of times, but it was pretty much the worst of times, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so this episode, we are going to go through a, a random assortment of our best of of the year, basically. So we've got beauty, skincare, we've got you know, the favorite things that we would do during furlough, during quarantine, during stay at home, and our best tips um, to stay sane through the year that was. Yeah. (laughs) That's all we have to say. I think everyone can agree the world over that it was probably the strangest year of our entire lives. Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. All right. Well, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, Karina. So it is the end of 2020. It's like the middle of December, which I can't even wrap my head around, but also it feels like I couldn't wait to get to this point of the year. Yeah, it's obviously we all know it's probably the the weirdest year on record for us Um, as a country, basically a global year to remember. It was... The year of the coronavirus pandemic and what that entailed for pretty much everybody in the globe. And let's just say that the U.S. Um, it's kind of uh, dropped the fucking ball <laughs> from the get-go. Absolutely. No thanks in large part to our uh, outgoing president. So thanks, dude. Um, it's been... Not great. Yeah. I will not miss you. No. Uh, really hoping that the country can get itself together. Um, people can stop being selfish and do what needs to be done to really actually get this under control. Because it's spiraling out of control. <sighs> the death toll is insane. It's like two 9-11s in one day. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. Well, and it doesn't yeah. seem... Like, people just... A lot of people, especially in power, just really don't seem to care. And, like, it's, and, and, and it in, sucks. And instead, they're focusing on the election that you definitely just lost fair and square. Yeah. A- anyway. Yeah. We all, we, <sighs> we know who won the election. Thank you, uh, President-elect Joe Biden. I, I, you know, I have <sighs> to say that I just would like to get vaccinated. Because I'm, I'm done waiting for people to grow a pair and wear a mask and social distance and stay at home. Because we've proven time and time again that Americans just don't really want to do it. You know, for the majority of people, I mean, not, that's not saying everybody is being, you know, irresponsible. But I think there's a big group of people that are, that are pushing this uh, virus all around the country. And it's from, you know, believing that your personal freedom excludes everybody else and yes. and everyone else's safety in you know in a selfish way just to you know go and see your friends or take a trip across the country or host a birthday party or whatever it is i think this was definitely an eye opening year for me as far as behaviors of of people i personally know mm-hmm. um and maybe have kind of grown a little bit distant from and that's okay but and you know it is what it is and I'm not ever going to be the person to confront someone about their behavior. But there are people I see online who shared a lot on Instagram that I'm just like, you know, I just, I Why? just can't. I can't with you. So well, I'm, I've kind of, you know. And, and it's honestly reinforced um, my existence as a complete homebody. <laughs> mm. Yes. I, I know, you know, our mother, who is an, a notorious extrovert. She lives alone with our two childhood cats and <laughs> and all she wants to do is socialize and I and I under get that for her. For me, this year was it, it really just yeah. I'm I'm a, a introvert, I'm a homebody. I have absolutely no problem staying home nope. and not socializing. I have ze- I have zero problem with it. I have zero problem with it too, which is why I think it's even more baffling to me and you and the people in our household, like my boyfriend, your husband, we're all complete homebodies. And so watching this virus take its toll and basically the amount of, you know, selfishness that's going around, like Thanksgiving, 
Our yeah. mother was like, yeah, I'm not coming over for Thanksgiving. And we, you know what we did? Great. We'll bring you some food. Uh, we won't cook, but we're going to day drink and just chill at home. Yeah. How, why is that so hard? And that's probably what's going to happen for Christmas. I mean, guaranteed that's what, what and is going to happen. I think a lot of people put so much stake into just holidays in general. Yeah. And this year, guys, it's just one day. I'm if assuming if no you don't get sick in your family, like you'll probably be around for the next one. Just yeah. give it three hundred and sixty five days. Well, and and any I feel like we're maybe not veering off topic, but we don't want to spend too long talking about this because we all know we've we're all living in this situation right now. Yeah, we don't want to bore you with it because I know we're all here. We're here living it right now. Um, but yeah, twenty twenty was year for the books. We remember. <laughs> Remember the last month of 2019? Everyone was so excited for 2020. Like, oh, this is going to be my year. Oh my and God. then, boom, like the end of February was like, wow, this is not I, going the way we thought. <laughs> I remember you weren't there, but I went out with a couple of friends the weekend after our birthday. And mm-hmm. that was the last time I ate in a restaurant. Yeah. And and the coronavirus was coming up, like, people started hearing about it, and everyone was kind of, like, unsure what was going on. We had no idea that the entire country would shut down for at least, you know, several weeks, not several weeks. It turned into three months where, you know, me and you were not working, and that was, and nobody could foresee that. That was such... It took a it just, really it, big toll. And it felt so big. It was, like, a huge move. I don't know. It was... And, and I just remember that last couple of weekends feeling like, is this going to happen? Are we really going to, like, shut down? How is that going to... Like, what does that look like? And not knowing anything about the virus. And so, at first, me, you know, I'll admit, I just said, oh, it's just the flu. Okay, the, you know, what's the big deal? You know, mostly older people are going to get more sick from it than younger people. I don't know. And then it became this, you know, it's airborne, you know, wearing a mask, you need to stay at home. And, you know, I don't want to die from a crazy disease that leaves you unable to breathe. Well, I don't want to get if, you know, for if for some reason I end up getting it, I don't want to spread it to everybody. Right. But that's also the fear that, you know, we all live in a house together and we're always around each other. So if one of us gets it, we're all definitely getting it. Yeah, it's just scary. It's, it was. It's really scary. I mean, it's still scary. And I think of what happened is, is that people got so fatigued by it, by seeing it in the news every single day, um, by being told that you should stay home. You really need to stay home with people. A lot of people just got, they kind of just like they grew tired want, of it. They grew tired of it, and then it's like the, it's like they're forgetting that it's even there. And right. then not even that, they just don't care anymore. Yeah, it's really sad. So. Anyway, guys, our main lesson and advice to you is please, you know, you know, if you are a healthy adult, this virus can still kill you. It can still give you complications that we don't even know about yet in the long term. So, you know, do what you can to prevent getting this virus, to prevent spreading it. And yeah, we know it's hard. Everybody's mental health has taken a toll this year. Absolutely. Everyone has felt the effects of this and, you know, whether or not you dealt with it in a healthy way or, you know, it got the best of you and you're struggling, you know, we understand and we've, we've all been there. So there's been dark days, but there's also been some like good days during this year. So let's start off this list. Maybe let's start with, you want to start with beauty favorites first? Let's talk about beauty because guess what? <clears throat> hey, we're still the beauty podcast. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about maybe skincare. Okay, do you cool. have a favorite product? Do you have, um, I don't know, what what was your best of skincare? Um, okay, so basically I wear a mask now at work 8 to 10 hours a day for about 40 hours a week now, mm-hmm. which means I do get the occasional flare-up of what we have now termed masked knee. Uh-huh. Um, usually it's a little bit hormonal. Um, so I try to keep um, my skincare routine as, like, basically I just keep it the same night after night and only like offer like treatment options okay if I get some kind of like breakout Uh uh-huh but you know a lot of the stuff on this list for 2020 it's going to be the same as last year um just because like I am I have my routine and I have it down (laughs) yeah uh so my skincare item for 2020 and pretty much like forever and ever and always (laughs) would be the Ordinary's Buffet Serum. Mmm, so good. Love it. I always reorder it. Um, I think I've used up two or three bottles so far this year. Oh, wow. 
Um, my skin just loves it, and it's to, to the point where if it doesn't have it, that's when my skin acts up. Because a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't really seem like it's doing anything until you stop using it. That's when you know right. like something's actually working. So my skin loves peptides. It's such a good price option. It's like about $15 for two ounces, yeah, it's a good which is a lot for serum. I only use it at night. It's nice, lightweight, spreads easily. No smell, no color, no irritation. Love it. Yeah. I will always, always, always repurchase this. All right. Um, keep going. I need to grab my cat. is currently on my dresser. Hold on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ordinary Buffet Serum. I've also read that it's going to start coming in, I think it's three-ounce sizes. Ooh. And I'm all, all for that. So I'm probably going to keep purchasing that. I think that's through Sephora. You can also find the Ordinary at Ulta as well if you prefer their um, point system or just go to the Ordinary's website. Okay, so my favorite skincare, I don't know if I have a favorite skincare item, um, but definitely keeping in my, keeping a skincare routine was really great for me during um, staying at home. Uh, I don't think I would do a whole lot of morning routines just because we, I didn't wear makeup at all during the three months that I was home. Um, some, some hero products, I would say, that have remained in my routine are obviously the Clinique Take the Day Off Cleansing Balm, which I think is an absolutely fabulous makeup remover. Um, a vitamin C serum, no matter what, you know, no matter what, like, brand it is, I need a vitamin C serum during my daytime routine. Um, and, oh, actually... I'm just about to use this up. My friend Michelle gave this to me. It's the Trader Joe's Watermelon Overnight Mask. It's great. You love it? It's $7 for two ounces. Oh, wow. That is cheap. So like a really light gel, and it sticks to your skin at night, and it doesn't move, and I love it. Also, lip balm. Yeah. I've gone through a lot of lip balm this year. Yeah, I actually put that on my on my Christmas list for you to get me because I have gone through all three of my Laneige Lip Glowy Balms because under the mask, I do not wear a lip product besides lip balm. Like uh, I'm so sad. I wish I could wear lipstick. I've not worn lipstick <laughs> in public in probably almost a year. Yeah. It saddens me, it's but really it's also, sad. you know, why would I wear it if nobody can see it? That's I just don't care I about know. that. Um I yeah. found I found some actually good um Korean products I've kind of dabbled back into. Oh. So Korean skincare products. The first is a mist and it's a great mist because it's a continuous mist and it's Ooh. super super fine and it's the Propolis Ample Mist by CNP. Ooh, interesting. So it is a product I found on Amazon. Um it's a great mist. It's not like moisturizing like the Laneige cream skin, but it's a great after shower mist yeah. just to like pop on right after the shower. And then I found the, uh, this was a recommendation from a girl I follow on Instagram. It is the Hada Labo Perfect Gel Moisturizer. Mm-hmm. It's not really a moisturizer. It's a, it's a perfect gel. It's like a gel. It definitely has like a gel consistency but it's packed with squalane, ceramides. It has the most interesting, like, gooey texture. <laughs> but on the skin, it really feels like it's nourishing your skin. Like, you can kind of feel the oils. Like, it's quite a thick gel. But I use it under my makeup, and I really, really enjoy it. It's a very, like, I don't know, juicy. Like, very sticky and juicy. So, like, snail it kind of snaily, but I don't know if there's snail in it. But it's a really that was a really good one. It's three ounces wow. for like seventeen dollars. Yeah, that's a good price. So I need to get back into Korean skincare now that I don't work in cosmetics and get a discount. <laughs> you know what I mean? You should. All um, right, let's so, move on. Uh, so as far as like wearing makeup, so obviously I wore little to no makeup for the first half of twenty twenty. But going back into work, I've been at back at work for ooh, six months now. Oh my god, has it been six months? Yeah, isn't that Jesus. crazy? Um, you know, I I do wear a full face of makeup most days, yeah. minus lips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have I had a favorite last year, still one of my favorites, but now it's tied. So for foundation, actually the one I found that's really great under the mask for me, um, is the L'Oreal Infallible Freshwear Foundation. But also I've really come to love the Clinique Even Better Refresh. You're welcome. So it's a gorgeous like it's not full coverage it's medium buildable i think it's full coverage 
Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, you could get it really full coverage, but it's, like, a beautiful, glowy, glowy, like, creamy finish. Mm, it's so good. It does transfer under the mask, no matter what you do, but that's fine. Yeah. It's not like my mask is moving around in my face. Right. <clears throat> um, so those are my, like, top two foundations. Ooh. I've been loving it. And basically, I pretty much, I mean, I do put a full face of foundation on, like, that includes, like, below, below my the mask. cheekbones, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I do find that it transfers, but guys, just make sure you're actually washing your masks do you and put, using a new one on every day. Do you put powder on your face? Oh, God. No, no I still dry. can't. I still okay. can't. I can't use any powder. It looks like a caked up mess, even if it's like <clears throat> the lightest dusting. Hmm. It's like it. my skin just sucks it up and it's, ugh, it's yeah. bad. I still cannot use powder to this day. Hmm. Um, I also found a new concealer that I've been liking and... Um, it's the Juvia's Place I Am Magic Concealer. Mm-hmm. And I know you got it, and it was the shade t- that was a little bit too light for yeah. you. And I started using it, and I love it. And so oh, I good. actually did reorder a shade. I, th- I think I got the wrong shade, but they're so similar, you can't really tell a difference. <laughs> um, but also the e.l.f. Hydrating Camo Concealer. That is also a really good one. Oh, yes. remember, I used to love the Tarte Creaseless. Like the super yeah. dewy, too gummy. It's gonna be too. It, it's gonna be too moist under the eyes. Yeah, for the mask. Yeah, I feel like it would. It would definitely transfer under the eyes, which would yeah. not be a good look. I don't really care about the rest of my face, but if my under eyes, because that's the part you can actually see. Yeah, your eyes are like <laughs> yeah. the that, entire look right now. Yeah, I think the Juvia's Place one is really great. It doesn't move. There's no real creasing I could ever see. Yeah, really nice. Okay. Um. All right. So my favorite foundation this year would be the charlotte tilbury flaw air what is it called airbrush flawless fill flaw nope nope let me look it up (laughs) charlotte tilbury i think it's airbrush flawless foundation and that is a full coverage foundation i'm using it up i'm like on the last couple pumps which is kind of shocking Mm. for me because i i have so many foundations um and so it's a it's a great full coverage foundation then the next coverage down would be the Oma Beauty Say What Foundation. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Yep. So that's a great buildable coverage. It's a, it's a skin-like finish. Not dewy, not super matte, but it's a really nice buildable coverage. Um, yeah, being at home, I've noticed my rosacea. It's very interesting. It's like some days my cheeks will be clear and then some days they'll just be flared up. Like there's no rhyme or reason really like I, I don't know. So it really depends on what my skin needs that day. But it is kind of nice because the mask covers all of the rosacea spots. There you go. Um, yeah. And then my favorite concealer would, yeah, the e.l.f. Hydrating Camo Concealer. I love it, but it's very pigmented. I almost wish, like, I have I have to scrape off almost all of it when it comes out of the tube. Because I mean. so much product comes out. Like, it could be your foundation if you wanted it to be. Well, and they came out, they're, they're just coming out with a hydrating camo CC cream that's supposed to be a full coverage version, like foundation version of it. Why are we calling it a CC cream when it comes in, you know, your skin tone shades? Isn't that not a CC cream anymore? I don't know. Anyway, so that. It's so good, they made it into a foundation. So there you go. It's good, and it's six, what, $5, $6? Yeah, super cheap. Very cheap. Um, um, let's talk about eyeshadow. Basically, I've used you know, wearing a mask as an excuse to wear much more eyeshadow. Oh, yeah. Because um, we're just going to have fun with it at this point, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, pretty much anything from ColourPop, I'd say. ColourPop is like the best bang for your buck. They come out with palettes all the time. I think during stay-at-home, their their factories had to shut down. So, they're, you know, the, the products that come back in stock are typically their new launches. They don't have a ton of their regular line in stock and um so you kind of have to like be aware of that but it's quality guys you know what quality else is quality oh we went on a spree uh, buying juvia's place yeah juvia's place has amazing eyeshadows amazing blushes oh the pigmentation we, we have so many of them right now <laughs> i know i think we have at least five palettes of theirs plus a, plus a couple of blush palettes oh my god um, I also got the Color Rain Queen of Hearts palette just because I've actually been eyeing that for like over a year. And so I got that. Again, black owned brands, no pigment. And yes. the quality is amazing. So well, anything and ColourPop, anything black owned, like you'll be fine. <laughs> well, in Juvia's place, they go on sale a lot and they're very inexpensive. 
Yeah, I think I got a nine pan palette for maybe twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. Super cheap. The pan size is huge too. Oh, and I know. Yeah. Maybe some of them. I was one. Oh no, it was Oma Beauty. I was at Ulta the other day, and Oma Beauty they have some select products in store, which was kind of nice. Um, do you want to take a quick break? Yes, ma'am. Okay, guys, take a quick break. Go grab yourself a drink. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we are talking about our favorite things of 2020. <laughs> Not a whole lot to the list, but. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about things not beauty related. So, um, me and you, we were furloughed um, out of work for about three months. Yep. And, you know, while the nation was in lockdown. Um, and there was a lot of a whole lot of nothing that happened. <laughs> then. But we all remember the ridiculous panic buying. Yeah. Uh, there were points where you couldn't find toilet paper, paper towels. Couldn't find anything. Pasta. Like the flour. Sh- the shelves were empty. It was weird. It was ridiculous yeah so i would have to say the biggest thing i did during furlough was just cooking all the time oh yeah cooking all the time and you know we did try our best to support our local restaurants we still do i still get stuff delivered and take out all the time yeah same um just because you know i don't want to cook every single meal but you know we did a lot of experimenting we of course you know <laughs> tried to make our own pizza it actually worked out really well i didn't do my own sourdough starter like everybody else no, no 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 that was just too much like the fact that people couldn't find bread like that kind of like spurred that whole movement of yeah, making your own sourdough crazy. which i think is <laughs> insane yeah. but there you go um i loved cooking all the time uh, making big batches of stuff. Obviously, I still love cooking. This is like my favorite season to cook. Again, big pots of stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at least I can find the ingredients now, so that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. What did you What did you like most about being furloughed? You know, I love. Um, well, okay. So my husband was still working. He works at a grocery store, so he's considered an essential worker. So his business did not shut down. So while he was at work. I would get up. I would make my coffee. I love mornings. I'm a I'm a big morning person. I mm-hmm. wake up quite early. Um and especially if I'm the only person awake in the house, I I really love that time alone. So I just had a lot of alone time and I really enjoyed that. I'm very comfortable being on my own. I'm very comfortable just like hanging out by myself. But what I really loved is like um because we were furloughed in March, it was like spring and then summertime. I sat outside all the time mm-hmm. and like the backyard was like a big project for me to complete and like be more usable. So I cleared out a ton of blackberry bushes that were just encroaching everywhere in the backyard. I bought more furniture, I bought a rug, I bought lights, I, you know, bought more rose bushes and I really just like made the backyard my oasis. And like it, I was at home, but I was still like separate, separated and like outside. And it felt really good to just go out there in the middle of the day. You know, I'd read a book, I'd have a beer or a wine or whatever. And I just like spend hours outside. Yeah. And it felt so nice because there was nothing else going on. It was quiet. I don't know. And I just, yeah, you know, nature really revives me. The sun. <laughs> really revives me and I just felt really good being able to like read a book I don't know that's I think that's what I really really enjoyed yeah me and you um so the quarantine 15 was an actual thing oh my god yes yeah um I got new stretch marks and I was (laughs) really sad about it I was like are you joking me yeah I gained a lot of weight yeah um I probably gained about 10 to 15 pounds but it's hilarious because what I do for work, I work in retail, but what I do is, like, still very, like, labor-intensive. Mm-hmm. I'm walking constantly. Like, I dropped that within, like, the first month. Yeah, same. But I'm still mad that I got freaking stretch marks Hey, out. you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember oh. there was a point because we weren't doing anything for weeks. And at one point, I was just like, I need to, like, move my body. And I, I was getting into a groove. Every day I was like exercising, I was trying intermittent fasting. I lost in quarantine, I gained probably 14 pounds 
and I lost most of it. Yeah. Actually, no, I only gained seven pounds. That's right. Oh, okay. I gained seven, and I lost 14. But this was during quarantine, so I'm not even counting anything right now. So I have no idea. Yeah. We did a lot of dance workouts. Yes. Okay, can I talk about um, Club Daddy? (laughs) Yeah. This was a really fun quarantine ritual that me and you shared, because (laughs) there is a makeup... He owned the okay. So Angel Marino is also known as Mac Daddy on Instagram, and he owns the brand Artist Couture, which is a makeup brand. And he had this genius idea of hosting. Okay, this is also what was happening during quarantine: mm-hmm. weekly Instagram live parties, parties, mm-hmm. which I think is great. <laughs> it was so much fun. So every Friday, he would host a late night Instagram live party. Uh, at like 9 p.m., 9 or 10, and he would just play music and dance on screen, and then he would have contests, he would have guests join him, he ended up having like guest DJs. But and guests it, not in person, they're right. guests like that would join through live, so it's all yeah. obviously distance, but it was everybody awesome. tuning in, it was so funny, we get drunk in the kitchen and Oh dance. my god, it was it, so yeah. much fun, and it, become, it became the thing like I looked forward to every week, like at the end of the week we're gonna do Club Daddy, like we weren't doing anything at all during the week, but like it was like this end of week ritual where we would just like okay, it's time, let's go, let's go dance. (laughs) And I did a lot of dancing. I danced in the basement a lot. That was like where I did a lot of my workouts. I, we discovered the fitness marshal who does (laughs) dance routines on YouTube and it was just so much fun. I, yeah, I really miss that. I think in 2021, I'd like to get back into like a, you know, if not daily, a routine of like moving my body and Mm -hmm. I, and dancing is number, the number one thing I like to do. So that was, I really enjoyed those. (laughs) That was really fun. That I miss Club Daddy. (laughs) I know. I wish he had it again. He actually just released a collection with Static John, who is the DJ for it. Mm -hmm. Um, for Club Daddy. It was great. so funny. That was a, that was a fantastic idea. You know, like people were bored. They wanted something to do and people couldn't go out dancing or go to the club. Mm-hmm. So do it on Instagram. And, yeah, you know. Do it safely from the, the safety of your own home. Yeah, like, that was really fun. All right. So, okay. So let's talk about um, just random, randoms. Okay. So obviously during <laughs> furlough, during lockdown, um, watched a lot of TV and movies this year. Mm. Um, probably my favorite show this year was Shit's Creek. Oh God. I'm so sad that it's over. It was, I just sobbed. We watched the last season all during our like anniversary getaway to, we rented a cabin for two nights and we watched all of it mm-hmm. and we just sat on the bed and just cried because we were so sad it was over but it was just so good it's like so goddamn memeable so (sighs) many gifts i get from like david rose just uh, i love it i love it so much it's so good and they swept the emmys just a heartwarming literally swept the emmys for it it's so funny (laughs) if you guys have not seen schitt's creek um all all seasons except for the last one are on netflix um i think you may have to no, oh. that is all. No, it no, is all on of it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It all came out during October. Um, yeah, it's all on Netflix. Watch uh, it. You'll love it. It's hilarious. Do you remember when everyone watched Tiger King? Yeah, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. I think I, I watched two episodes. I was like, this is stupid. I couldn't watch the guy's the person's arm getting ripped off, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Like <laughs> praising these people that like. Yeah, that was like have the these big animals. like the first wave during uh, lockdown. Nobody could stop talking about. Ugh, gross. Tiger King. And then Carol Baskin got on Dancing with the Stars. Girl, please, you murdered your husband. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, I did do a lot of binge-watching shows I've already watched. <laughs> That's fine. You know. What did you watch? Oh, you watched Gilmore Girls. I watched Gilmore Girls again. It's like the perfect fall TV watch for me. Mm. I loved it the first time, so I was like, hey, guess what? I'm a creature of habit. Let's watch it again for for shits and giggles. I have a good recommendation. So (laughs) this is not available everywhere. It's a British show, and we get it on BritBox, Mm. which is like an extension off of like Roku or whatever. But it's called Mum. M-U-M. And it is a heartwarming show. I think it's only three seasons long. And it is about a woman whose husband recently dies Mm -hmm. and, you know, her just dealing with her kid and his girlfriend and then her family friend and there starts to be a love connection there. And it's just, it's a really cute, cute, cute show. Every, every episode I'm just like, "Mm," I just feel like heart, I just love British television. 
anything Great British Bake Off, that show, that came back pretty recently as well. Anything that was just soothing, calming, low stakes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We watched Ozark during lockdown. Another great show. It is brutal at times, but it is so good. Is it kind of like Breaking Bad? Sort of. In the fact that he works for a pretty much like mob boss or like a drug cartel. uh, Basically laundering money for them. And there are points where it gets like crazy. Scary. It's really good though. Super, super good. Um, We are actually watching Fargo right now. Um, after, for some reason, I had never actually seen the movie all the way through. I don't, I can't remember if I have either. Yeah, so we watched the movie, and then we started watching the show, and it's really good. There's parts of it that are hilarious. (laughs) The first season with Billy Bob Thornton, like, he's great in it. It's really funny. (laughs) Um, obviously during the month of October, we watched, uh, some horror movies. Um, (laughs) God, none that I can even remember off the top of my head right now. I don't know. Um, but honestly, this year was such a blur that, like, I kind of forget everything I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah, and, and this year, definitely. I remember one of the intentions I set last year for 2020 was read more. So I did. And especially, you know, staying at home gave me all the time in the world to mm-hmm. read books again. So I completed my goal. My goal originally was 20 books. And I finished at 41. Wow. So I feel pretty proud of myself. I read so many books. I got on. I got a Bookstagram account. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow, it's at Laura Loves Books. <laughs> um, I have so many books that I need to read. But I also got a little free library that lives outside of our house, which gets filled all the time, which is very cute. <laughs> and it's not being filled by me. It's being filled by like our neighbors and community members, which is great. Love that for you. It's, I love it for us. <laughs> um. Um, I have been listening to a lot of books, so I downloaded the Libby app. Oh my god, Libby is life-changing. This is why I, so, for you, you buy a lot of books, but see, I just don't have the money or the, I just, I like reading physical books, but I prefer listening to them now. But here's the thing, Lib, okay, so Libby is tied to your public library account. Yeah. So it's an app that you can download, you merge it with whatever library card you've got I'm pretty sure it's available like everywhere yep um and so you can find downloadable audiobooks and regular books I only use it for audiobooks that's what I do as well so because the libraries were closed um you know I don't use the library a whole lot because they have very few copies of anything Mm -hmm. um and even with the Libby app you may be waiting in a line so they only have so many audiobook copies of a certain book, and especially if they're new, like new books, they're bestsellers, you may be waiting in a line. So research a list of books you want to borrow. Go on to Libby, put holds on everything, and they'll yeah. come available when they do. But, you know, I really love reading books, like physical copies of books, which is why I buy so many. Um, but the books that I listen to are always books that I feel like would be better being heard rather than being read. So like things like I really like mystery books on audio. Uh-huh. So I like those a lot. Um I listened to Samantha Irby, one of her books, which is hilarious. I really enjoy books that are read by the authors themselves because mm-hmm. it it adds a really like authenticity to it. But I I also listen to I think half, almost half of my books that I I quote unquote read this year were audiobooks. Yeah, and one of my favorite ones I read this year, or listened to, I should say, I know something that you recommended, but I really enjoyed The Nightingale. That was a really... Oh my god, I cried. It was really, really, like, visceral at times, like, mm-hmm. in the way that they described basically the horrors of World War Two. Like, it Ugh, was insane. That book is so good. It made it feel so real and, like... Personal, very yeah, personal. Yeah, very personal. It was a really good book. <clears throat> um, I also finished The Magician's series on audiobook Mm -hmm. um i really enjoyed that it's kind of interesting it's like a cross between like harry potter and the chronicles of narnia but in like a modern adult take on it Mm -hmm. interesting um i tried to watch the show on netflix and it is trash oh (laughs) it's not good um no i could barely watch the last five episodes of it it's not good Eh, books are better as always (laughs) yeah i i really 
And, and that's the thing. Reading is a practice and it's hard, especially if you're glued to your phone all the time. It's hard to like pay attention to something and be an active uh, participant versus like a passive participant in something. Mm-hmm. But it, I really uh, fell in love with books again. My top genres, I always read fiction. I'm yeah. really not into nonfiction. I love fiction. I love magical realism. So yes. it's not high fantasy, but it's based in reality with a little bit of magic thrown in here and there, mm-hmm. which I love. And I read, I've read so many great books this year. I love a good mystery. I love a good thriller. Mm. I'm, I'm currently listening to the newest book by Tana French, who is an oh, Irish. Yeah. She's an Irish author who actually has a basically like a murder series yeah. out. Um, this is actually one her first standalone book. So I'm reading it. It's called The Searcher. Ooh. Um, it's just getting good now. So I just <laughs> started it a couple of days ago. But yeah, I'm intru- I really like her writing style, so I'm going to be finishing that soon. I have a couple more on hold in the Libby app, so yeah. Okay, let's take one last break, and we're going to come back with a few more of our favorites of 2020. It's hard to believe that we had favorites of this year, but here they are. We'll be right back. Okay, back again. Karina, what was your favorite candle, and who by? Oh, Okay. <laughs> so Bath and Body Works always will have my favorite candles, hands down. Uh-huh. But every time I smelled this in the fall, I was like, yes, take me, take me, take me there. Okay. To Autumn Country. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Flannel by Bath and Body Works. Oh, okay. Love it. I also love winter, which is what we've been burning. Oh, I just love this time of the year for like smells in general. <laughs> yeah. What is yours? Okay, so I discovered this brand called Knit Soy Metal, so KSM Candles. I bought so many candles from them over the last few months. My favorite one was their Fig and Rhubarb. I believe it's Fig and Rhubarb. Mm -hmm. I love a fig scent. Ooh. Oh, I love a juicy fig. Not a green fig, not like a fig leaf, like the fruit Oh. A juicy fig. So fig and rhubarb candle from KSM was a great summertime candle. But it has to be Bath and Body Works fresh balsam. Fresh balsam. I love, love a tree. I love a tree. I love the smell of a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's such an accurate scent. Like it's just like you have a fresh tree in your house. So candles all the time, all day, every, candles are a form of self-care for me. Yes. Especially during stay at home. I would wake up in the morning, light a candle, turn on that hot water kettle for my coffee, and we, you got it going. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What about any YouTube channels that you frequent or got into this year? Um, as far as, uh, there's not anything really new I got into this year. I actually don't watch a lot of YouTube. Hmm. I really don't. At least not anymore. Okay. Um, I did. I still enjoy watching cooking videos. Like, I always love watching people cook. Um, Bon Appetit, um, took a little downturn this year. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've had this, I, I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a whole drama thing about that, but that's not for this podcast. Um, I love Maddie Matheson. Oh, yeah. I love his chaotic energy. It's insane. It's insane. It's hilarious. Not even necessarily food I'd want to eat, but he's just <laughs> so funny that uh-huh. it doesn't matter. Binging with Babish, always watch him. Um, I also just come to really love watching Trixie Mattel. <laughs> I love Trixie Mattel. This will bleed over into one of the next questions we have. But yeah, Trixie Mattel, one of my favorite, my favorite drag queen, I would say. I don't Mm -hmm. know. This is the thing. I never watched Drag Race, so I don't really know a whole lot of people that are in in drag, like the big superstars of the drag world. Yes. But her and Katya are like the funniest people. And they have a new podcast that just came out this like last season, basically. And it's so funny. Anyway. Yeah, um, so yeah, I used to watch Trixie and Katya when they had their show on Vice, and I think that's how I got you into them. God, they're so funny. And it's just them just (laughs) basically talking about a topic, bickering back and forth about it, just being freaking hilarious. But Trixie, she does makeup looks on her channel. She also has a series about 
um, Easy Bake Ovens. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Also, she always, she was sharing, like, her Barbie doll collection. Yes. Oh, I love those. That was a really good series. I just think she's really freaking funny. Um, well, and we're the same yeah. age as her. Uh, Trixie. True queens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I love that. Um, makeup channels I've been watching. I've been getting back into Manny anyway. Yeah, I think he's, he's fun. He's really been way, like, there was the whole thing, like, he got canceled, and you know, a couple of years ago for being, I think he just let the money and his notoriety, he was dealing with bad people, and, you know, definitely he's learned his lesson. He's much more genuine now, and he's just, like, back to, like, being silly and funny, yeah, and it's like not fun drama. There's no yeah. drama in it. It there doesn't need to be drama in it. Yeah. Um I pretty much only watch him and Robbie Christie and Alana Rama or Alana Davidson and Samantha Robindahl. Mm. Pretty much that's it. They're like so low key and chill. Like that's, that's what I like. like that's what I like. <laughs> yeah, my favorite YouTube channels this year, definitely Alana Davidson, who just got engaged. Mm-hmm. So cute. Um, Robbie Christie just had a baby. Everyone's having children this year, guys. Uh, Desi Perkins had a baby as well, but there's babies are so cute. But 2020, people got pregnant. pregnant and had children in the time that, in, I mean, I, yeah, it makes sense, but like 2020, yeah. guys, people, and it feels like a lot of beauty influencers are getting pregnant and having children right now. It's very interesting Well, to it's me. a lot of the ones that are around our age because they've been successful for like a good four or five years now. I think they're like kind of settling down. I hope, I hope <laughs> like the future of YouTube makeup people that were like are popular at our age. I don't want them to be mommy bloggers because I'm not somebody that is into children. I don't, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But I hope their makeup style evolves with age. Mm-hmm. So that it's more approachable to older people as well. Oh, for sure. Um, but my YouTube favorites would be, yeah, Alana Davison, The Anna Edit. Um, oh, and I discovered Jamie Genevieve this year because mm-hmm. my friend April really likes her. And I love her. She's like this Scottish, she lives in Glasgow. See, a super thick Scottish accent, so tan, so many tattoos and piercings. But she is the nicest person (laughs) on youtube she and she's so positive she's just happy stress-free and she just launched her own beauty brand which i bought a palette from i can't wait for that really very fun (laughs) um so i've been watching like all of her backlog of videos oh did you see a couple years ago when samantha robindahl went to go visit her no. They used to be friends. They're all friends. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, she went to Scotland to go visit her. There's a whole blog about it. Oh, yeah. I want to see. Anyway. I love her. Yeah. Um, Binging with Babish is fine. I find his voice kind of annoying. It's like he tries to have this, like, moody voice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, Claire Saffitz has a new YouTube channel. Oh, I haven't even checked that out For yet. her cookbook that just came out. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, YouTube's not, like, a huge thing for me anymore. It's mostly I just mm. roll through Instagram. Oh, Jackie Ina, I watch her Jackie Ina, She's yep. really fun. Yep, she also came out with her brand this year, Forever Mood, and Laura's got all the candles. Oh, I've been buying so many candles. It's a candle-filled house right now. We have like, if this place was on fire, it definitely wouldn't help. At least it would smell good. <laughs> It would smell good burning down to the ground. That's true. Um, okay, let's just talk about, real quick, what podcast do you listen to? I listen to my my tried and trues. I have like four podcasts that I rotate through, but I honestly haven't been listening to it for the past couple of weeks hmm. because I'm listening to an audiobook. A book. So uh, Dateline, of course. Last podcast on the left, of course. Uh-huh. True crime obsessed, of course. <laughs> it's all crime. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay, I'm just a true crime person. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing: because we were staying home, and the majority of my podcast listening was at work when I was working by myself and mm-hmm. I no longer have that job. I left my job. I don't really listen to a whole lot of podcasts anymore and I'm kind mm-hmm. of sad about it. <laughs> so the the number one I listen to would be Forever 35. Mm-hmm. During stay-at-home orders, they launched a, kind of like a short-lived podcast of their own called Here For You where oh. they would do a daily podcast. Oh, so that was kind of fun. It just felt like you were just, like, hanging out with people. So that's the number one I would say right now. And then Trixie and Katya have a new podcast called The Bald and the Beautiful. It just, it's so funny. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know. Not really. I'm not, you know, it's just, I, I was 
using it to fill, not fill time, but like it was my work routine and now it's no longer my work routine. So I don't really know where I fit it in. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not sure. All right. Let's talk about our last subject. What's your, what's the, probably your favorite uh, self-care ritual that you've been doing this year? Ugh. I don't know. It runs the gamut. I mean, I think not, I think this year definitely helped me not worry about the small trivial things Mm -hmm. in life because it really, it shows you that, you know, life is short, people are suffering, you know, a lot of people are living a paycheck away from being homeless, a lot of people were suffering this year, I can't imagine the nurses and healthcare workers having to see death on a daily basis. And it it really just puts into perspective the things that I I actually want to prioritize in my life. Yeah. And number one, I think a, a job is good. It earns you money. But for me, you know, a lot of people say find your passion and make it your job. I, I kind of feel the opposite way. I, I, I really, think that hobbies are something that we undervalue and hobbies that are things that are not trying to make you money or trying to be lucrative I think they're just things that you'd enjoy just because you enjoy them I think there's a lot of value in those things and so things like baking cooking sewing reading you know watching Netflix can be a hobby yeah um doing your skincare routine can be a hobby mm-hmm. I think there's not enough value in emphasized on on things that are you know they're just there just for enjoyment yeah just for your personal benefit and I and I you know not everybody has a job that they're passionate about some people I would say most people don't have a job right, I, and about. I say the average person goes to work earns a paycheck and I, I really cherish the time outside of work that I can like you know I can travel or you know this year we definitely could not travel but Use use your time wisely. I mm-hmm. think that really taught me a lesson. Um, I really, really appreciated being able to FaceTime my friend April. There For several months, we would go every single week with having, like, a FaceTime date. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really nice because she's been at home alone. She lives in Seattle. Hi, April. I know you're listening to this. Hi. And it was nice to just be able to, like, check in with a friend every single week. Uh, I talked to my mom a lot more this year on the phone, which is great, but she also drives me insane, so it's <laughs> like, there's a balance there. My favorite, I think just self-care is just really, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot more going on. Oh, yeah, of course. Especially, there's always a lot more. <laughs> well, and, and this year, it's not just COVID. It was the rate, the racial injustice the marches the protests the talk about the environment the talk the election I mean there was just so many layers of uh, a reckoning and understanding like a cluster this year was a cluster of so many things coming to a head it was very interesting a very profound year of change and I love that literally nobody saw it coming no (laughs) but 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 maybe we needed maybe this I don't want to say maybe all these people needed to die, but, like, maybe we do need a reckoning as a people. I just, oh, my God, I watched this documentary the other day, this David Attenborough documentary about, you know, in such a sort, in his lifetime, he's seen all of the, most of the natural world just disappear because of humans. Mm -hmm. And I just think we really need to take a step back and see, you know, we are there's a lot of us and we're very self-centered but we're the ones destroying our planet for ourselves and for everything so I think there's a there was just a lot of realizations this year and prior you know prioritizing what what is truly important was this your year of realizing things yeah like Kylie Jenner famously (laughs) said yeah it's you know I don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Thing, you know, little things don't really, they don't stress me out. My anxiety actually has gone down a lot. Mm. You well, know? that's good. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, you know, there's a lot of suffering this year, but it, it opened my eyes that I, I don't know. I don't know everything, and 
you think know, you're just drinking a lot of wine right now. No, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, you just kind of like have to take a step back and see if what else is going on and beyond yourself. Well, and you also can't worry. You can worry about things, but also at the same time, you can't worry about every single thing. Well, and your attitude really dictates your mood. You can change your mood. Oh, for sure. So anyway, so what what did you, what were your routines or rituals? Like, what did you do this year that you felt like really I good? I just slept a lot. Mm. Honestly, like sleep was like the biggest thing. I was napping naps. all the time. A lot of naps. During lockdown. Yeah. I still nap a lot of my days off. I was asleep for most of the day today. And you know what? I'm not going to apologize for that because it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. to sleep. And being, a, yeah, I think giving yourself permission to rest, to yeah. rest was really good this year. And also rest boosts your immune system. Immune system. So yeah, there you go. There you um, go. I did sleep a lot. Um, I <laughs> cooked a lot. Mm. I still cook a lot. Um, I've been really getting into my nighttime routine again, just really slowing down, like taking a good 20 minutes while I'm watching a Netflix show or something just to you know, let stuff sink in, like really just think about what's going on in my face. And it's just nice. It's relaxing. Gets me ready for the evening. Yeah. And yeah, it's something you shouldn't be ashamed about. Like the fact that people get weird that I nap on my days off. Oh, I wish I could nap. Well then, okay, do it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like people don't try to make people feel bad for the things they do when they're not at work. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. <laughs> as long as you're not in a group of six people or more. Now here's God. the thing. When you're not at work, you're living your life. So yeah. here we are. There you go. That's what I do in my life. Um, okay, so this has gone on probably as long as 2020. What do you think? Is it time to wind down? I think it's time to wind down. Um, I think maybe next episode we'll set new intentions for the year of 2021. I don't even know. I think also this is the year you broke expectations for anything because who the who the hell knows? No. <laughs> yes, seriously. Who knows? Who knows? Um, okay, guys. So these were our favorite beauty, skincare, life things that we just enjoyed during 2020. It was a very hard year for a lot of people. Our hearts go out to you. We hope that you were able to find, you know, some things this year that gave you joy or gave you rest, gave you some self-care. So follow us on Instagram. We are at Glow and Tell Podcast. We've been trying to upload more videos lately. Um, Follow us on Apple. Spotify. Amazon. Stitcher. All of the above. We have a really handy um, link in our profile on our Instagram page if you want to find the different uh, ways that you can listen to us. But if you are on Apple, if you're listening to this on your little iPhone, go to the little rating system, give us five stars, and you know what? Write us a review. Write us a little love letter. We want to hear from you and what you want to hear in 2021 we know we've been taking a lot of breaks this year but you know what that's what this year needed we needed to take time and i'm sorry that we weren't here all the time on a regular basis but that's what just we we needed it we really did we really did so um we hope you guys are staying home as much as possible staying safe wearing your masks you know, don't party and, and don't post that shit on Instagram because I don't have any time for it anymore. <laughs> Guys, I'm tired. I can't wait to get vaccinated. Um, okay, we love you. We will listen to you and then we'll listen to you. We'll see you in the next episode. Yay. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye.